Hi, and welcome back to the Cheeky Podcast with your hosts, Cheeky Nick, Cheeky Chris, and Cheeky JB. And, uh, guys, how you doing? JB, how you doing today? Yeah, wide awake. Been awake for a few hours now, so <laughs> managed to get a couple of little bits and bobs done, but nothing overly um, important. How are you feeling today, Chris? I'm good, I'm good. Um, yeah, just an early start for, for me today as well, but... Uh... Yeah, I'm not a morning person, right? So, still trying to wake up. What about yourself, Nick? How are you? Oh, and I'm doing great. Thanks for asking. <laughs> um, that's never going to get old now, is it? We're just going to keep doing this. It's going to keep going. <laughs> uh, yeah, and no, I'm still on the antibiotics. They're still kicking my ass, but we're here for another podcast nonetheless. Interesting days, interesting things unfolding in crypto right now. Um, so we should probably start discussing a little bit around what is going on uh, with a few different kind of uh, things in the news and kind of different exchanges and stuff like that that's going on and also what's going on with Bitcoin. But before we get into all of that, let us know where you're watching from. Uh, where are you tuning in from around the world? Let's see what countries we are, you know, um, let's say supporting. Now, you guys are supporting us. I don't know how, how to articulate that. Um, let us know where you're watching from. Really interested. Mars. Yes, excellent. <laughs> um, so, yeah, let us know in the live chat where you're watching from. Always interested to know uh, where all the viewers are from, which is fantastic. And, of course, you know, as we get into this live stream, uh, this unprofessional, unscripted, um, one-take, wonder kind of, you know, podcast, smash the like button if you find it useful, informative, and maybe entertaining. Uh, you know, we always appreciate that. Help spread the content to more uh, unprofessional, like-minded individuals such as ourselves. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna be really smug here, but how often do we, uh, we not do a one take live stream? I know, right? It's always, always one take live. Um, <laughs> always. Yeah. <laughs> always when we're live. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's all good. It's all good. Um, yeah, it's mainly to me, everything's live because I just do one take on everything I do. It's what you get, <laughs> right? I've got time to re-record stuff. Um, but that's cool. So yeah, let us know in the live chat. Hit the like button if you, uh, if you do find it entertaining, useful or informative. And if you happen to have stumbled upon here, don't leave right away. Subscribe first. You won't want to miss one of these unscripted events. Um, so why not subscribe to the podcast channel as well? Um, okay, cool. Let's... Um, Let's get on to a few things then, shall we, guys? Let's, uh, I don't want to talk about Bitcoin right away. Uh, I think we've got some straight hot off the press kind of stuff first, right? Uh, gate.io. Go. What's your thoughts? What's happening, Chris? Well, uh, looks like they potentially are having liquidity problems. And if uh, the rumors were inaccurate uh, to start off with, they're probably having liquidity problems now because I think $150 million worth of crypto has left the exchange so um yeah as these things normally uh normally kick off uh, there's nothing to worry about um you know straight out of the ftx playbook um jokes aside uh who knows what's actually going on officially with gate.io but what i do know is you know i've personally had orders that have taken days to to fill so um I don't think they've got the the best liquidity even in a bull market. But um, what's your thoughts, JB? Yeah, um, it's worrying to see so much come out in the past twenty four hours for um, Gate.io. We kind of spoke about this before we came on, but one hundred fifty million coming off the exchange in twenty four hours is you know it's some monumental figure for Gate.io. But I think the the big issue 
they've seen here is massive withdrawals of multi and is it phantom phantom was the other one so you know there's obviously a little something going on here um i think it was maybe the start of may oh thank thanks i'm envious of jv's beard thank you very much um i think it was the start of may or middle of may we've seen binance suspend deposits for some of like the bridge tokens that multi-chain uh, multi uh, multi protocol relied on so obviously we kind of started seeing a little bit of an issue there but now that there's been like mass deposits withdrawals whatever you like for multi you know multi phantom um what else was our alpaca and there was another I can't remember what the other one was, but there was massive withdrawals, so 150 million. It's not really the, the figure that Gate.io uh, kind of want to be putting out within 24 hours. It's it's concerning. Yeah, and uh, talk that uh, the CEO has either disappeared or been arrested. Who knows what's going on? And uh, yeah, I think you know we don't really want any exchanges to to you know be failing. Um, after everything that's happened with FTX, the you know the agenda from from the US, I, I don't think having any more exchanges failing um, is a is a good thing for for crypto right now. Um, but yeah, we, we'll see how how things develop. I guess I think there's you know going to be a, a few hours of uncertainty. Obviously, there's people that can't withdraw their their crypto, although the the exchange is saying that you know they are working through the uh, withdrawals. But yeah. I, I guess it it looks very similar to what we've seen with with other failing um, lending protocols and exchanges recently. You know, um, you know the reassurance that everything's okay when it really isn't. So, you know, just be mindful of that. Um, we've always kind of uh, been saying, you know, don't keep your crypto on exchanges. Um, and I think a lot of this really sort of uh, come to light whilst we were sleeping. Yeah. And um, it's that same old story. In fact, you know, what's gone quiet recently, at least from mainstream crypto media and, uh, you know, various different things that I haven't seen is, is obviously that ledger stuff, right? Because uh, the, the go-to thing from 2022 was very much don't put your crypto on exchanges make sure you take it off, put it into kind of some kind of cold storage uh, hardware wallet, um, not your keys, not your crypto, all the kind of usual stuff that you hear, right? And um, obviously with this whole ledger thing, did that then create a bit of an influx back to the exchanges? And uh, well, here you go, back into that whole rabbit hole once again uh, with loss of crypto. It just still surprises me that people hold so much crypto on exchanges, uh, even after everything that happened in 2022 and um, it still is um it still surprises me it's bon it's bonkers um but it did I mean, go quite I, a little bit on uh, on ledger has anyone got any updates on that i've not got an update now but i totally agree with you know holding <clears throat> holding anything on exchanges it's a risk you know you're really doing things wrong if you're you're holding anything on exchanges you're you're putting yourself at risk you know it's it's a fool's game in my opinion to leave anything regardless of what it is on an exchange we preach it enough and unfortunately people don't listen but you know don't hold it on exchange there's so many solutions out there safe solutions ledger and that my opinion is the safest solution um yeah you're it's it's a fool's game to hold it on an exchange personally but as for ledger you know it's you're you're totally right that it's totally went quiet the back door is do not think, a back do you think door. Uh, people finally cottoned on oh wait there isn't anything to worry about here <laughs> uh, well, I, 
I think it's more that they've uh, delayed the actual release. Yeah, I mean, they're going to do open source the code and all that kind of stuff, obviously, to prove that there's no backdoor and, and all that. Yeah, um, they just they just need to do better PR. Like, it just overall, that's what's let them down in this scenario. It's just really poor PR. Um, and, you know, I guess a realization that the vast majority of people can't watch and listen to the words that are spoken in a video. Um, we know this all too well. <laughs> we do, we do, we do. Um, and maybe we're wrong. We're always wrong, Nick. Always um, wrong. Uh, I jest, of always course. Wrong. But the last couple of Twitter posts I put out, the screenshots, uh, mm. their value gaps have been filled. Nice. Very nice. But I'm, I'm always wrong, so we'll just leave it there. <laughs> we, are, we, we collectively are always wrong. I don't... I'll oh, yeah. take some of the heat off you as well, but we're always wrong. We don't get anything right. Never, never <laughs> Unfortunately, right. guys, we you, do. You know what? Like what I'd say is like uh, my bank balance from from the previous bear market, bull market <laughs> would be a very, very good, strong indication that uh, yeah, like uh, for somebody that's not getting much right, I'm, I'm doing pretty pretty well for myself. Um, but yeah, look, I, I think that the um, ledger scenario is just a PR um you know thing that's yeah it really is just um you know poor pr and um you know top top to bottom yeah i think it's not just you know the the team it's it's the the ceo you know the the leadership as well i think they've they've got the pr wrong but um you know i still think that it is the go-to um place to store your your crypto um I think Trezor's had some some stuff come to light, you know, with uh yeah, you know, I guess um potential that it, it can be hacked and um I don't know how true it is, um, but apparently, you know, they've been uh, aware of um you know uh I, I guess a uh a vulnerability um that can be exploited and, and did nothing about it. I've seen some stuff uh, being shared on on that. Again, you know, um not sure you know, how I'm, accurate I'm is. hearing here right is uh ledger bad treasure bad trust exchanges <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's what i'm hearing I, I think i think that is what you're hearing but um <laughs> yeah look I, I i don't align with that at all um yeah we've we've been saying not your keys not your crypto for the whole time we've had the channel but we've we've tried to give more meaning behind why we say that you know we highlighted an awful lot of the exchanges that failed um and lending platforms uh before they they failed ftx was a prime example of that um flagged ones that we thought had liquidity issues and and, and so forth trying to keep as many people safe in in the bear market as possible and obviously uh i'm not sure whether gate.io was on the list jb said it, it wasn't um but you know it's uh it's one of those right you you're not gonna be all over all of the exchanges um but you know that's the reason why we've been saying you know we expect more to to fail, you know both in the traditional space and and the crypto space and to you know just I guess have um, preserve capital kind of at your your forefront of your mind you know keep your your crypto safe have good risk management don't store all of your crypto on one said exchange uh, and so forth and uh, you'll be surprised how many people do that and just keep like eighty you know thousand dollars 
$200,000, a million dollars worth of crypto all on one exchange. Like it, it's phenomenal how many people do this. Uh, it's such a dangerous game. Uh, I really do encourage people to, you know, practice good risk management. You know, um, I got caught out with Celsius. Um, naively, I was, uh, you know, taking some of those staking gains like uh, many people were. Um, but I wasn't hurt you know, massively buy it. Um, the portfolio wasn't hit massively by it because it was only a percentage of my portfolio that was ever held in one place. Now, um, looking back, I wish it was a smaller percentage and uh, I've adjusted that. So I guess if you are just starting to, you know, implement good risk management, then uh, make sure the percentages that you're holding, you're comfortable with, um, you know, in one said place, for example. Um, because I think mine was 10%. Uh, I would have much rather it was five, uh, and uh, now it is five. Um, you know, feeling a 10% loss of the portfolio is uh, quite sizable, um, but it isn't life changingly bad. You know what I mean? Like you can recover 10% of your portfolio for a period of time. But, you know, to start from scratch again, from zero, uh, if I kept all of my crypto on, um, celsius for example uh, that could have been very different i was quite fortunate i was quite quick um with noticing the issue with celsius uh, i managed to get an awful lot of my crypto off of that exchange uh, or platform uh, so it wasn't the full 10 percent that you know i lost in the end um but they had a 48 hour window when you changed uh, <laughs> a wallet address uh, and that was the last 48 hours of withdrawals <laughs> uh, happened within that that 48 hours. So, uh, you know, I, I lost all my Matic that I had on there, all of my Bitcoin that I had on there um, and, and so on. So, um, yeah, it's not the, not the best, um, but this is a, a learning experience. We're all learning here, us included, um, but we're documenting it and, you know, trying to, to make sure people don't make the same mistakes. Yeah, exactly. Um it's going to be interesting. You know what? I'm I'm kind of considering uh, a ledger stacks right now. What do you reckon? Good idea. I like it. <clears throat> tech side that looks cool. Um, yeah, it's a tech side that I like. <laughs> I think that's the the attraction to it. I don't think it's going to do anything different than like oh, no. Nano X. No, no, no but... it won't. It's just a slightly different way of using ledger, um, touch screen, and and all that kind of stuff. But uh, it's interesting. I might I might have to go and uh, whenever they decide to actually release it because it was delayed. Uh, pick one up or pick a couple up or something. Um, but yeah, still still pro ledger, uh, even though people can't listen to a two minute video and uh, and what is being said in said two minute video. But nonetheless, um, for those people who do understand what's going on there, I'm not too concerned. But uh, my biggest concern though, essentially, is that there seems to be an attack on hardware wallets, which is pretty obvious because let's face it, governments don't like hardware wallets where there's no KYC and there's no way of knowing who's got yes. what. Um, you know, same problem with cash, which is why you know talk about cashless societies and all these kind of things. Um, so it doesn't surprise me that you're seeing, oh, look, Trezor, bad. Look, Ledger, bad. Trust your bank. <laughs> and... Well, that's, that's, that's where I see it going. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, I, I see the only people... Um, that are going to be able to legally uh, be custodians of crypto in the future is going to be the traditional banking sector. Yeah. And I think um, there's going to be exchanges that get purchased up by traditional banking firms. And um, 
I think that's the way it's going to go. Um, uh, you might get the odd example of like Coinbase that, you know, will just, you know, I guess uh, go with whatever the, the government's uh, put out and, you know, I, I guess to, to survive and be one of the exchanges that survives it all. Um, they might be uh, an exception potentially um, to, to that kind of thought process. But I do think it's it's all going to be heading into to traditional banking uh, sector uh, over time. And um, I think that they're going to have strict regulations and, and rules, meaning that basically it's only going to be them that are going to be able to, to do it and nobody else. And I think that's the way it's going to go. Yeah, I, I kind of agree. It won't be great, but it is uh, unfortunately probably a, a necessity. And of course, we've already seen in the UK um, proposals to say you can only hold 20,000 uh, of the CBDC, right? You can't have more than mm. 20. And that's obviously a huge problem because that means you, you know, that's on a crypto rail. You're going to see paired up with other cryptocurrencies, but you can only you know hold 20,000. Then obviously you're not going to be able to generate you know, vast amounts of generational level wealth from from just twenty thousand dollars. So or, or pounds sterling in this particular case. That'd be interesting. But uh, let's kind of do a pivot here, unlike the Fed. Um <laughs> <laughs> Warning, it's not over. It's not over yet. I feel like I just need to have like really dramatic music in the background. I might have to try to figure find some at some point. So like push a button for really dramatic, uh, you know, cinematic, uh, dramatic music or something. Um, you know, in a time, a long, long time ago, whatever. Anyway, um, moving on. It's not over. And uh, we're seeing some interesting developments on Bitcoin's price action in terms of the charts. But I want to get to that in a moment. There's a few fundamental things occurring uh, out in the space. We've been kind of talking about them for quite some time. Maybe we don't articulate it the best. Maybe there's other people in the space that can articulate the things that we are saying, you know, um, a little bit more uh, acutely. Um, but nonetheless, uh, what we've been talking about for quite some time, whether that is a housing crisis, a credit card crisis, a savings crisis, uh, essentially things at a macro level on the economy are looking very, very bad, right? Inflation, uh, debt ceiling. Now, obviously, we can see that inflation is starting to come down a little bit, right? But the debt ceiling is being raised, which basically essentially means potentially inflation is going to get even worse. Uh, and then, of course, one of the things that hasn't yet really hit home uh, is the unemployment rate, which uh, I think is going to increase quite dramatically. So we're going to see a lot of things go on in the next few months. Um which kind of brings me to that title, it's not over, right? And it's not over because we're only just starting. I think we're going to be in probably one of the worst crypto winters. And I still think, so far, this bear market has actually been pretty reasonably okay. Uh, I mean, not for the people who were on FTX, not for the people who were in Luna, not for the people necessarily that were in Celsius, but for people who have been able to navigate the space. Chris, you'll know who I mean. <laughs> Right, we, we've kind of been able to say this bear market's been a bit of a breeze, right? If you know what you're looking for, it hasn't exactly been difficult, not yet. Not for, for like the likes of you and I. Other than Celsius, where you got stung a little there, we actually haven't really felt terribly too much pain. Would you agree? I don't think we felt any pain. 
like like that's my point. You know, I sold all my ADA, but thirty percent extra on the, the the way down. Um, no, I don't think if anything, it's been a it's been easier than the last one. Yeah, and so and so my point here is that we're potentially just at the beginning of something, and um, we are pff, staring down the barrel of a gun. Uh, potentially here now we have oh i think when when some of these things start to emerge right we'll see the increase in unemployment right we'll start to see um you know the the issues with inflation continue we'll see uh the interest rates um kind of wither off a little bit i actually do think they'll probably just you know do very little with that and uh, I don't think there's really too much that the Fed will be able to do once once the unemployment rate starts to increase quite dramatically. Uh, I think uh, the Fed are going to be absolutely um, screwed at that point um, because they, they they failed to do what they needed to do uh, just um, you know a few months ago, right? When they needed to do that point five, they did a point two five, and they totally fucked their future at that particular point in my point in my opinion um but you know essentially once that starts to happen then you're going to see a more of a compounding on the housing crisis uh, in my opinion uh, we'll also see uh debt uh credit card debt really peak out we we're hitting all-time highs over in the us right for for credit card debt i imagine that we're the same here i saw in the uk there was an article that was saying that um i think it was like 90 percent of uk residents uh, have less than 1000 pounds in savings now and that's pretty insane uh, to think about. So like, I think there's a big storm brewing and it's just like one small little crisis away. <laughs> like, what, what, what's the straw that's going to break the camel's back? Uh, that's how it feels. It feels like we're a house of cards just waiting for a breeze to come along. Um, and yeah, I think uh, things are going to get real interesting real quick and, you know, better better way of articulating it i think things are going to get real real quick for a lot of people um what's your thoughts jb no hello jb have, have i lost everybody <laughs> i i've totally lost them you've oh, touched on a couple of interesting things there <laughs> From back? the US, which did, did, that'd did, be quite an interesting read. The ECB, so the European Central Bank, the, the monetary policy meeting, that comes out today. Then there's also a speech from President Lagarde. Okay. So Can I just there's pause a few you there key... for a second. Uh, for about ten seconds or so, you both froze and just were not like it was just me here on the stream on my own. <laughs> so... Yeah, the stream said the same thing. So I, I don't know, like I've got excellent connection on my end. Um, so maybe you want to start from the beginning of what you're saying there. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know what actually got heard. It's not Chica Polka, but technical that goes, definitely. So the, hey, where did I start there? Oh, the unemployment rate in America. That's going to be interesting. That should be, t hey, that will come out tomorrow, the unemployment rate for May. So oh, they're gone again. <laughs> see where they are right now but i do think that's going to get a hell of a lot worse the european central bank monetary policy meeting comes out tomorrow again that would be quite an interesting um hey. 
Well, <laughs> uh, since, like, I don't Do know. You just... It's I... your end, Nick. Yeah. It, it, my end, because uh, everything my end seems fine. I've not no connection issues to YouTube. Well, we can hear each other, but you keep cutting out. I will check, but I've got all the stats here <laughs> telling me it's fine. Definitely your end. Your stats are lying. YouTube is lying. Hmm. Let's see. Oh, Sarah. Just doesn't want to hear what JB's got to say. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going over guys. Bye. <laughs> uh, it reckons everything's fine. My end. Um, but nice but let's try. Let, let's try this. Uh, <laughs> let's try this again. Let's try again. Give go, it a whirl, go, JB. Go for it. Start go from the it. start from the beginning. I've not really got anything to say now. It's fine. Just. Just move on. <laughs> yeah, Nick is fine. Others are poisoning. I think it might be a Discord issue. Yeah, possibly. Um, because, like, my stream is up. My internet connections are fine. I'm streaming fine. Everyone else can hear me fine. Um, but you guys keep dumping out. Um, but anyway, we'll, we'll carry on and see how we, uh, how we get on and see if things become more stable. Um, but, yeah, I, th I think there's a lot going on. And um, oh, now, now I've got some issues. Ah, let's open this. What's it saying? YouTube is not receiving enough video to maintain smooth streaming. As such, viewers are experiencing buffering. Well, that sucks, doesn't it? <laughs> it does. Uh... So about next doing that, we'll try that again. Unemployment rate Friday, half past one UK time, UTC plus one. It'll be an interesting metric. Seeing what's going to happen going forward. Monetary policy meeting from the European Central Bank, that's today, half past 12, UTC plus one. Again, will be another um, interesting metric for the, the state of the financial landscape over here in Europe. Well, say here in Europe, we're technically not Europe anymore. But the other one you did touch on was the debt ceiling in the US. They, they're playing with us again. It's, it should never have got to this point, but it got passed through a majority vote. The, I think it now has to go to Senate to be signed off. It has to be done by Monday. But from what I understand, the debt ceiling currently is $31.4 trillion. The new debt ceiling doesn't have a cap. So make of that as you like. A debt ceiling with no cap. Yeah. Interesting times. Um, yeah, look, uh, just touching on what you, you said earlier, Nick, um... Yeah, I, I don't think we're we're over the the worst of things. We've kind of said this uh, a few times. Um, I, I love seeing some of the people gloating on on the different social media platforms at the moment. Um, you know, sort of bashing anybody that's that's bearish is quite amusing. Um, but look, I I think that you know we're going to have some some upside. I've, I've kind of said this. You know, when we get a a pause i think that'd be bullish the markets will just see everything as you know fine again and um i, I think when they pivot we're we'll have that that pullback and uh you know i i guess if we see deflation rather than inflation um then we're gonna see the the prices you know fall for for the stocks and and crypto so it's it's definitely gonna be definitely going to be interesting um and uh, i don't think anybody can be sure which way we're we're heading just yet so um 
it's it'd be my... a tough one for sure. Oh, it, like it, it doesn't matter if you're the the you know got the most experienced hedge fund manager uh, manager or you know um, somebody that you know really understands economics and um, you know all this sort of stuff. I think that there's going to be many people that that get it wrong, um, and I don't think anybody should be gloating and um, you know talking about you know other people's views and uh, and bashing them because uh you might just get caught out i agree and uh, there's some interesting developments with with bitcoin's price structure within the charts as well uh this is something that uh i did a video a little while back i say a little while back it's hard to know exactly how many days ago um but it was called um the crash has started or something like that and what we're witnessing is a nested structures uh, within each other and um, when you don't appreciate that what the psychology of the, the herd mentality is uh, these things can be missed right unless you're really you know scrutinizing what is going on and there's a few recent developments uh, within the price action of BTC that has me rather concerned uh, that a bigger than we would like to see pullback is coming uh, and i know jb you, you know what i'm referring to because we're just kind of joking around just before we started this podcast just saying that we're in the fifth wave of a fifth wave of a wave. first wave of a third of a wave, wave. <laughs> uh, of potentially just a first wave um and these are the kind of things that um <clears throat> that not a lot of people are going to a acknowledge or want to even go down to the level of detail to understand what is potentially forming in terms of the price chart we, we obviously use the word manipulation a lot uh, as we see price pushed up pushed down we go pump and dump and all these different kind of terminologies but actually underneath and underpinning that is this uh this psychology of how people's behavior and we can kind of see within the price chart uh the 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 potential for a rather large uh bearish five wave count on a let's say weekly time frame uh that could be basically be taking us down lower than ten thousand dollar btc um and significantly lower than ten thousand dollar btc um there's no guarantee that that plays out because you know that mentality that psychology of people that could change right um and it, it could just you know break up from from wherever um but for now the formations that we're seeing uh, within the price chart are indicating that actually we should be quite concerned and then of course this gets compounded by what we see on chain right we see very insufficient volume being pushed around uh, or you know bitcoin moving around between exchanges and people's wallets and a lot of people again are not going to necessarily acknowledge this but um we have very insignificant volume uh, of Bitcoin moving around. This basically just shows us a, a lack of demand. Okay, so with a lack of demand comes bearish times. Okay, with uh, an increase or you know uh, a vibrant amount of demand, we're going to see bullish times. But we have very insufficient um, volume that is uh, is basically showing us a lack of demand. It is so low; it is lower than the volume of Bitcoin pushing around in 2015, um, and that is alarming to me because we have significantly more circulating supply.
supply now than we had in 2015. And the price is more expensive now than it was in 2015 as well. So the volume should be greater in 2015, which it is, um, in theory, based on price. But if we were to look at the volume side of things, we should have more volume now because there's more Bitcoin moving around now. And so you know, just, just 2015, we're up significantly lower than the 2019 period as well. So when we take a look at all these on-chain things and we say to ourselves, it doesn't make sense that we see low volume pushed between exchanges and wallets. We see structures forming within uh, the price action that is incredibly bearish. And we, to no surprise, see whales basically just going after liquidity, you know, pushing the price towards the fair value gaps or creating the fair value gaps to start with and then pulling price back down to them. Um, there's a lack of interest in Bitcoin. There's a lack of um, institutional interest in Bitcoin at the moment. And as Chris says, you know, it's a preserve capital mode. A lot of these multimillionaires and billionaires know that essentially now is not the time to be pulling that trigger. Instead, it is to preserve that capital for when the opportunities do come. A recession is looming. You may be ahead of the curve in like Germany, where they're willing to acknowledge it, maybe a few other countries. One of the things that the US aren't willing to acknowledge in the same way that they were not willing to acknowledge their inflation or they were not willing to acknowledge many of the other things that have unfolded is the recession. It is going to happen. It's an inevitability. And it is going to cripple the US economy even further, which will then just compound the issues with the USD. Uh, now, the problem that we have in the crypto space and why we have this unpredictability here simply is that we don't know how people are going to react because crypto really wasn't around during these kind of major events, right? Uh, we saw the 2008 financial crisis, and that's what drove Bitcoin to become or to get you know it was was made right it was made because of that crisis and so another crisis comes along how are people going to react are they going to look to crypto are they going to look to bitcoin to save them or is crypto and bitcoin just going to react like the stock market would you know where are people going to throw their money when their when their currency is is getting severely devalued uh, they're losing their jobs then what are they going to do you know uh, i think there's there's a lot of unknowns here um, and there's a lot of knowns, right, as well. Uh, so what we do know is there's a lack of interest. There's a lack of people, you know, actually moving Bitcoin around. Uh, this is the lowest it's been over the last two cycles, which is pretty alarming to me. Uh, we see uh, people and wallets with over 1,000 Bitcoin declining massively over the last 365 days. And all we see is retail investors FOMOing in at every opportunity with all-time highs on wallet counts for one Bitcoiners or 0.1 Bitcoin and so forth. So winter isn't just coming. I think the first frost has occurred and uh, we're in for a snowstorm, a blizzard. And uh, I think everything is going to uh, to come crumbling down and I think it will happen fast and then it will slowly kind of eat away at people over a long period of time. Um, and that comes massive opportunity, right? We, we don't want to kind of say, oh, it's bearish, bearish, bad news, bad news, exit the space, run away, don't come back here. That's not what I'm saying at all. I'm saying prepare yourself for some fantastic deals. Prepare yourself for some fantastic undervalued projects and uh, prepare yourself to buy as much as you can. Work as hard as you can to build up as much of that fiat uh, that Ponzi fiat as much as you can, ready for when that opportunity comes, uh, because uh, that opportunity doesn't come around all that often, does it, Chris? No, no, it really doesn't. All I heard was uh, not enough gnomes. Not enough gnomes. 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it sounded like it was the gonna, gnomes. They're going to lose their jobs too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. If you've seen the jobs for gnomes, there's actual like yeah. you know people dressing up as gnomes and sitting in people's gardens, pretending so to be garden gnomes. That like, is absolutely bonkers. Could you imagine? I'm getting paid for it. Um, can you just imagine? There's gonna, you know, there's going to be some dodgy people out in the world, right? Uh, some husbands like, yeah, I really like gnomes. Um, I'm, I, so I hired some actors to be, play some gnomes in, in the garden. Comes home from work early and his wife's out there with the gnome. I'm sorry, but things get, questions are going to get asked. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's just a bit peculiar. Very peculiar behaviour, but um, yeah, gnomes. I've, I've got a question for chat, for you guys as well, but in particular the chat. So AH a or AH mentioned Winter is Coming. It's a Game of Thrones terminology. So if Nick is the three-eyed raven, who are the White Walkers? Is it the SEC? Is it the Fed? Let us know. Who do you think it, the, the White Walkers could be? Mm. I don't know if you yeah, guys who, have watched Game of Thrones. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's Jerome Powell, right? Uh, yeah. If I'm the three-eyed raven, that means I don't get a dragon. That sucks. <laughs> then yeah, again, but, I wouldn't want to... Yeah. Yeah. You get a wheelchair. <laughs> yeah, I get a wheelchair. I get pushed around. That's cool. <laughs> Who's Hodor? Hodor, Hodor. I just, uh, you know, thought I'd share indeed gnome jobs. <laughs> I've shared it in our little chat in here. Uh, uh, in the yeah. Discord, yeah. Uh, it's quite funny. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, debt so ceiling being what, raised, what? right? Uh, just one question. So the debt ceiling being raised, <clears throat> will that make all of this mess a ball run? Uh, I don't think so. I think a lot of people are just waiting for the uh, money printer to, to be turned on. and They can't um, turn that on either. This is the thing. They can raise this, the debt ceiling, just stops them from defaulting. Doesn't yeah. mean mm. that the printer's going to be turned on. They turn the printer on, inflation just goes nuts. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think there's this uh, thought process from a lot of the balls that the printer's going to get turned on soon. And uh, that's just going to be bullish for, for, for crypto. I I'm of the opinion that it's going to go the other way and, you know, they're going to drain liquidity out of the system. Deflation. Maybe. Maybe. We'll have yeah, to see how it goes for sure. Going to be interesting because, like, you know, real estate's going to be the one. I expect banks, more banks to fail. They've got far too much exposure to real estate and uh, it's looking like it could crash massively um yeah but, you know uh it, it's one of those you know we we said to, to expect bear market rallies and i think that's what we we've been experiencing right um and the reasoning why i was saying that when i was saying it um you know at the end of last year um was was mainly that i felt that the big money would want to create exit liquidity and I think that's all we're seeing. We're just seeing the big players exiting the market slowly over a sustained period of time. Yeah, I, I agree. We, we see uh, a lot of liquidity um, and being grabbed by, by large Bitcoin holders, for example, right? Mm -hmm. We can see that the people coming in are the retailers who are being duped into thinking that a bull market has started, right? 5,000% gains just around the corner, <laughs> right? Um which, by the way, was just absolute bullshit because I cannot see any 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 reason for five thousand percent gains. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, 
retail have been coming in here buying up bitcoin and who are they buying it from because this is the part that people just seem to really fail to grasp is you know they're buying it from someone they're not buying it from an exchange unless the exchange being a whale is selling of course which is unlikely um you know who are they buying it from they're not buying it from another retailer a retail investor because otherwise the wallet count would just be neutral right it'll just go sideways like a flat line right if you're just trading amongst each other a little blip here and there but we've got retail wallets on the up and you've got whale wallets on the down that tells you exactly who's been selling to the retail investors so here's the question right if a retail investor was buying at let's say twenty thousand dollar bitcoin from a whale investor is that whale investor going to be buying it from you the retail investor at twenty five twenty six thirty thousand dollars moment for for clarity there no fuck is not doing that no he's going to be waiting for fifteen thousand dollars and you're going to sell it to him uh we've all seen the memes we all know how they operate and duping and duping retail investors into to selling their bitcoin at a cheaper rate um, and at the moment we haven't really seen any significant surge with large institutional smart money funds coming into bitcoin all we've seen is retail investors going nuts thinking that a bull market has started because well you know it was january and january is always a good month for a bullish time <laughs> right, well, just... what you just said there i think i'd like to highlight that that's when when i personally talk about manipulation that is what manipulation is that's the whales or the, the, the institutional players, the, the, the big money, moving retail to where they want them to be to buy all their assets off them at, you know, such a reduced rate. That is, that is to me, manipulation. That's the, the definition. That's them moving you to the position you don't want to be in, the position they want you to be in, so they can just buy up cheap. You're, you're, yeah. you're losing, they're winning. It's going to happen. Like It hasn't happened yet, but they've been just basically selling to retail investors for well over a year at this point. Right, the wallet counts are significantly reduced on where they were. They will be buying, but they won't be buying. But you won't be making. You won't be making. A retail investors won't be making on this still. They'll, uh, they'll, they'll. The price will have to come down significantly before the smart money wants to come back in. And that's the that's, in my opinion, the brutal truth of it. Uh, we all want the bullish times, myself included. We want bull markets, but. Not until we actually see the underlying data that you know supports such an idea, uh, and I just don't see it yet. There we go. I feel like I've put a downer on the whole entire podcast. <laughs> oh, that, that, that's it, Nick. That's it. <laughs> I don't let's know. Um, let's let's obviously talk about June. So we're now in June. Happy June! If you celebrate June for whatever reason, happy June. Um, <laughs> watched an interesting video this morning i was up early um it was mr eric crown crypto and he was speaking about the month of june now eight of the last 13 junes have been green how do you see this june being do you see june as a green month wow are you optimistic about june uh this is how i would look at it i would say the probability is not in your favor for a green month uh just on the fact that eight out of 13 yeah Eight out of thirteen, yeah. Eight yeah. Previous thirteen. Laws of probability. Just that alone tells me that okay, well, we should be skeptical to start with, right? Uh, we're going to go nine for fourteen, mm, maybe, uh, or maybe not. But you know, we'll we'll soon find out. I think there's potential for an upward move, um, but uh, you know, when you say green, does it have to just be you know zero point zero one percent by the end, 
Well, it's green, isn't it? It's green, right? Um, so, you know, it's possible that you can count green that way. Uh, I'd need to know the, the underlying variables. I have not looked at the month of June and just kind of worked through all of them to see. Um, but I wouldn't really read into that too much. Uh, sentiments it, it, and stuff change. It's a nothing metric. It really isn't. Just because something happened before doesn't mean it has to happen again. And this is what you know, I've been saying for quite some time. What are the differences between 2015 and 2019? Or more specifically, the 2014 lows and the 2018 lows, right? Those two things were very, very similar, right? So therefore, you get predictive capabilities, right? What happened in 2018 uh, mimics almost what happened in 2014, right? In the way that the bear market kind of played out. Yet in 2022 into 2023, we've got very vastly different uh, variables underpinned differently. So do we expect history to repeat itself under those circumstances? You can't. That would be insanity. Uh, you know, expecting a different result from the same variables would be insanity. But the opposite is also true. You can't expect a, the same result if the variables are different, right? It's, uh, it just doesn't work that way. Um, so, yeah, just because it's happened before doesn't mean it's going to happen again. Um, so, yeah. And to be fair, though, I like Eric Crown Crypto. He's very logical. He's, he at least approaches the markets in my opinion, correctly, <laughs> right, through an analytical mindset, uh, more people need to be like that. It was actually, it was yourself that obviously put me on to him um, yeah. a couple of years ago, and I was actually started following the guy. Um, I don't agree with everything he looks at, but again, it's just different it's, ways he's of looking at things. He's very indicator heavy, which isn't my thing, but yeah. um, like he likes his indicators. Fill your boots. Um, but he, he and I, we come to the same kind of conclusions most of the time uh, through different uh roots essentially Means. yeah cool so let's um let's talk about something magical something magic here magic well just um, talking about indicators so we might as well yeah <laughs> paypal they they appear to be doing some good things which is nice to see we're quite big on what paypal's trying to do in this space just trying to lighten the mood here because it's been quite a dull um not dull debbie downer you, you refer to it as podcast so we'll try and lighten it here paypal are trying to do something good they are heavily investing, or PayPal Ventures are heavily investing in Magic to create the nice. wallet as a service. I think it's something like $52 million, um, has been raised through the strategic funding round to you know, give Magic a push to create this wallet. Um, you know, they're trying to drive mass adoption for Web3. I think you know, good things could come off the back of this one. Yeah, is that the one that we had the private sale for? Magic, or is that a different project? We had Magic Square. Magic Square, mm. yeah, 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 yeah. I think this is a different project altogether. Different project, yeah, yeah. Cool. Um, on private sales, though, uh, obviously you're not going to make this public just yet, but uh, yeah, you, the, you're uh, on a, a live podcast on YouTube. I, so. Yeah, I know, I know. But like the next sale looks looks juicy. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, like we need to it, we need to calm things down yeah. a bit. A bit. Need to build up some reserves. <laughs> I know, I know, I know, I know. Um, to be fair, I still need to actually uh, sort out some paperwork for the last one. Yeah, that's what I've been doing this morning. Um, not for me, but for somebody else, just sorting out their their paperwork uh, with them. And they've just recently moved home, so um, obviously it's quite difficult to get um, documents right with the new address on it. <laughs> it's one of those. But there we go, KYC. It's always a pain, right? 
Sure is. Sure is. Um, is that move all sorted now, is it? Almost. Oh, no way. Almost. No. <laughs> Almost. Almost. Cool beans. Um, 99 fantastic people on the stream with us today. Um, 42 likes. Let's see if we can get this up towards that 100 level. That would be absolutely epic. So smash the like button if you've enjoyed this podcast so far. Uh, maybe you found it entertaining uh with uh, with my rants because i know people miss them i uh, don't get me started on ethereum um yeah. <laughs> or market nick, cap nick, or nick anything loves, like that nick loves ethereum <laughs> you know, the worst the worst one would be what about ethereum's market cap there you go <laughs> that would get me going um that's all good it's all good smash that like button really do appreciate that really helps uh, bring in more like-minded individuals into the cheeky community um and it's a fantastic community that cheeky family cheeky community how do you want to articulate it i've never really put too much thought to it but just a, I guess we are a family yeah i think family sounds sounds more appropriate yeah i know a lot of people use different buzzwords like crew and whatever but yeah we're a family we look out for each other yeah here. crew just doesn't feel right does no, it it doesn't it's it's not it's not cheeky enough no, <laughs> no definitely no, not definitely not all right then uh no market crash moon only yeah that, that's a you see a lot of that um you yeah. won't see onto the moon <laughs> the only only question is it's a different kind of moon because i know that we live in a world where words are now quite loose they have different meanings these days and like, <laughs> like you, what was what, what we would know to be one thing could be totally something different to another individual so maybe moon actually does mean crash going further forward you know um all those kind of things so i think we live in a very fluid world where language no longer actually has any kind of bounds to it it has no anchor anymore you can be whatever you want uh whenever you want and uh, everyone else has to uh has to ad adhere to to your personal thought. It's bonkersness. Um, so maybe that's what's going on there. No crash, just just moon. Uh, maybe that actually is now reversed. Who you knows? Know. Who, Who knows? knows? <laughs> Who knows? Uh, why so many coins are ERC twenty? It's because you can create an ERC twenty token in under three seconds. <laughs> it's honestly shit. I shit you not. That is the truth. Uh, you can create a shit coin on Ethereum and an ERC20 in under 60 seconds. I think the world record is three seconds. Um, um, but you can uh, do it what, stupidly fast. Yeah. And what I'm going to say is that's why you see people that can't use MetaMask setting up their own shit coins. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just putting it out there. Oh, oh, I shouldn't. I shouldn't. shouldn't. You shouldn't. I shouldn't. I take that back. You no, should take what that we, back. What we, what we wrap up? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, losing track now. But yeah, honestly, um, God's honest truth is that ERC twenty um, solidity has been around for such a long time. It is incredibly easy efficient and cheap believe it or not to set it up initially uh, it doesn't take a lot of money to set up a shit coin and then all they need to do is basically get it onto some decks with a little bit of liquidity get a few um, bots on youtube or on discords kind of shilling the shit out of it the next thing you know they've uh, they've done a rug pull for you know half a million a million or whatever and um, that's why so many erc20 tokens exist it's incredibly easy for scammers to take advantage of people um some of the other protocols they can also create um shit coins on them reasonably well um, but there's not 
uh, pre-set up, predefined smart contracts, change the change the ticker that you want, change the supply you want, press go, done. Right. Um, those things will eventually exist for other other protocols, but for Ethereum, they've been around for a very long time, and uh, there's templates already out there designed to create shit coins very very quickly. You can also just fork something that's already existing. <laughs> Yeah, which a lot of people do. They just uh, fork, like, um, I don't know, a DEX or some other, you know, project, a DeFi project, perhaps, and uh, just put a new name, new website together, and bing, bang, bosh. There you go. It's a brand new project that's better than the one they forked. Yeah. Uh, what, no, what, no, uh... adi- no additional changes. <laughs> oh, <laughs> God, we're, we're right back on it now. Uh, I think we're going to have to end it there because... Uh... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but um, we will be back for another podcast uh, in just a few days. We'll be back on Saturday for another podcast. And um, hopefully, we'll have some more positivity rather than just all the negativity. Hex, yeah, I'm not going to go there with that one. Hopefully, there'll be uh, some, some real positive news between now and the uh weekend <laughs> you never know <laughs> but guys thanks for watching smash the like button on the way if you're new subscribe you won't want to miss another uh unscripted live podcast yeah yeah that'll do that'll do fantastic great guys and it's just <laughs> raw next it's just raw. raw just cheeky rawness um look until the next one though guys have a fantastic day and uh take care yeah take care oh no 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 JB, final thoughts. <laughs> yeah, just JB's. <laughs> First of all, Sir Lallington, I've watched every single message you've put in chat today, and that you've been absolutely on fire. Keep it up. I love it. But you know, guys, same old, same old. If you are going to trade, please do trade safely. Have a nice tight stop loss. Make great gains. Stay safe in the space. And we will see you in the next one. Fantastic. Chris, anything from you? Yeah, I just echo what JB said. Perfect. I'll <laughs> echo what Chris said. <laughs> Until the next one, have a fantastic day. Take care.